Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Hooked on Homeschool. I am really excited to introduce to you my next guest. Her name is Jennifer. She was a public school teacher for almost 10 years. Then she turned homeschool mama. So yay, she made it to the bright side. She joined being a homeschool mom after being a school teacher, and she's going to tell you all those reasons why she now homeschools her own kids. She also has where she does really fun and engaging Instagram reels to help homeschool moms and also some really cool things on how she homeschools. She does a lot of field trips. I'm always seeing all the things she's going on. So we're going to learn about all this goodness today. So I'm so glad that you guys are here and excited to introduce my friend, Jennifer. Hi, friends. Are you ready to homeschool, but you're just not sure how to begin? Do you feel overwhelmed or frustrated with the public school and noticing that your child is constantly struggling or falling behind? Are you ready to say goodbye to that hectic and stressful weekday schedule and embrace a completely different approach? Do you find that your child is exhausted from those long days at school, followed by hours of homework at night? And are you constantly experiencing stress and overwhelm as a result? I'm here to share some great news with you. There is a better way, and it's called homeschooling. Experience quiet and peaceful mornings again. How about instilling a sense of joy and excitement for learning in your child? Witness their true passions unfold as you go on this fulfilling journey together. Welcome to Hooked on Homeschool. I am Dawn Janowitz, a homeschool mom, wife, podcaster, and online course creator. And I want to give you the clarity, the confidence, the freedom, and all the strategies to show you that it is possible to create an amazing homeschool experience that works for both you and your kids. So come on, ladies, let's go from hot mess express to fierce and fun, and let's get hooked on homeschool. Hi, Jen. How are you today? Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so glad that you're on the show today because I really think that a lot of moms, homeschool moms, always have questions. Oh my gosh, you are a school teacher. So now you homeschool. What are the good, the bad, you know, and all that. So I'm sure you get that as well. Yes. I just want to first start off with saying thank you so much for inviting me. And I'm so excited to chat with you today about all the things. Yes, this is going to be fun. I'm excited. So we'll start off first. Introduce us to your family and why you started homeschooling. Okay, so I'm Jennifer. I started homeschooling for numerous reasons, but first and foremost, my family. I have been married to my husband for almost 12 years now, and I have a 10, 7, and a 4-year-old. My 10-year-old was boy, I have two boys and a girl. And my 10 year old was being bullied a lot in school. And we couldn't, by third grade, we were just sick and tired of it. And then we also realized in the whole thick of things, my middle one needed certain type of services, he needed speech services, he needed occupational services. And so that's fine motor skills. And we really dived in deep when we were going through the IEP services and trying to figure all that, the ins and outs of all of that. And it really just changed my perspective. We were really going into this, talking with the principal more, being with the guidance counselor more. And it just really opened up my eyes on 
all the different things that a parent has to do than a teacher or a public school teacher has to do. So, and that's when we ultimately decided to homeschool because my middle one who needed services was not getting it. And then my oldest was getting bullied consistently and nothing was being done. And we just decided to to pull them out. So when you were working in the public school system, did you find that there were parents who were needing services and getting IEPs and were getting frustrated working with the school or you as a teacher, like, cause you knew of IEPs and all that. Did you know it was so hard to get them on the other end? Like what? I did not. I knew that there were certain steps and that being a, a school teacher, there were things that I had to provide on my end, but I didn't know all the details and the waiting. When you put something in to have your child evaluated, then it was a you know, 60 to 90 day period before you would then see any results. And that's not a 60 to 90 day period as far as everything in holidays and weekends are concerned. That is 60 school days or 90 school days. So you could put it in in August when the school starts, you're going to meet the teacher and say, I want my kid evaluated. And you're probably not going to hear anything or any kind of results until probably not till end of December, going into January. So it just, it's really frustrating. And by that time, you're halfway through the year. (laughs) And your kids are behind, they're struggling and a whole bunch of different things. Yeah. They're struggling, they're frustrated, they're not getting what they need in 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 a class setting. The teacher, you know, there's different, you know, in my experience, when I was teaching, we had to have certain data. So we had to provide that data in those meetings for an IEP or for a 504. And on mine, it was just, okay, let me just try this in this classroom, in this class and see if it works. And if it does, great, we're on a good path and I'm going to share that data. But if it doesn't, then I need to immediately change it. I need to give myself two weeks two to three weeks to try this out. And if this certain skill set isn't working or strategy isn't working, then I need to be able to change it so that I can show them that it isn't working in the, the meetings. So so were you a teacher up until the moment you decided to homeschool? So like you were, you quit teaching right when you decided to homeschool? No, actually I taught for 10 years and then I left the school system because it felt To me, it was never about the money, never, ever about the money. I loved what I did. I loved helping the students. I loved helping just the child when that light bulb went off with that child. It just brought me so much joy. And then when things really started to come down to it and all of the extra things that I had to do, it became a dog and pony show. And I did not want to do a dog and pony show anymore. And it started to become like, you want me to add that into my level, but I'm only getting paid this. It it doesn't make sense to me. I feel that my worth is more than that. And if you want me to do X, Y, and Z, then I need to be able to, you know, have that reflection. So are you saying like, in the most part, you have your teachers and then the school systems are saying, well, we need you to do this, this, and adding more things onto their plate. It was just adding more things. Okay, now we want you to do this. Now we want this 
You, we want you to show the standards. We want you to go over the standards. We want to make sure that the child can then recite the standards. And then we want to make sure. And it was just like, they don't need to know all of that. They just need to know, you know, I understand the growth. They wanted to grow and know that, you know, where their track was heading. But a kindergartner does not need to be able to recite certain things. They need to be able to practice and and on their level and sit there and and have fun and have fun learning and have fun and 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 be more of a play based and that's what I did in my kindergarten class was I did more play based learning with games and and connection with their child not to sit here and recite a standard of something that they need to learn no let's practice what they need to learn yeah and and I totally understand so so you did the teaching and then you what did you become a stay at home mom And then you decide to homeschool. I taught and then I actually was in another job. I had a way that I could leave and be in more of a corporate field. And I did that for about a year because I found out I was pregnant with my youngest. And then I ended up being a stay-at-home mom because we just, with daycare, we would have had two in daycare and that my paycheck just wouldn't have been worth it. So, well, look at all this stuff I've learned about you that I didn't even know. Look at that. Yeah. (laughs) And then COVID hit. So, (laughs) oh gosh, (laughs) we all know that. Okay. But then COVID hit, and I was a stay at home mom for about a year, and then COVID hit, and everything everything just became more enlightened and came out a lot more. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So then you, you, you started thinking you wanted to homeschool. Or it wasn't your husband, right? Because he didn't want to homeschool. So here you are, a teacher, public school teacher, and you started getting these thoughts like, I don't want to send my kids to public school. So how, how did that play out? So I had to basically convince my husband that he, because he was more worried about the social interaction more than anything. And so I really had to, I joined a bunch of different homeschooling groups, my local community of homeschooling moms, and really talked with those to really understand like, okay, what it, what it would it look like? How would my kids feel? How would how can I make it so that there's social life in there? Because that's what my husband's more concerned with. How can I bring in the curriculum side where they're learning as well? And so I really just made a map and I had it all right there. And I kept telling him things that were going on in, in the school system with our kids. The principal is doing this, or I'm noticing this, and our middle one isn't getting this provided, and our oldest one is being bullied, and nothing is being done, and all of these things that I was kind of explaining to him. And I and it took him a, a few months of just planting those seeds, and eventually, when I gave, when I provided, okay, well, we're going to do this group and this group and this group, and we're going to be on this field trip and look at this group. And there's 20 people in there and they're going to be around people. Then he was more open to learning more about it. And that's when I kind of gave him anything and we had a good serious discussion. And that's when he was like all on board. Yeah. And I, and I think homeschooling, you have to have a community because unless your kids just really, really, really like to be by themselves, you know, not that they're not social, but like there's just some kids that just want to be alone. Just like you have kids that go to public school and they just go to school and they don't really want to talk to anybody. But having that for your children, having the 
community. That's that's what every homeschool mom always says. You have to find your community. You have to find like-minded moms to hang out with, to be with. So that way everyone's kind of doing the same thing, feeling the same way, sharing the same ideas. So it's not lonely for the parent or the child because that's the worst thing that you could do is keep your kids at home per se, because, you know, you're not really, well, you're not really ever at home. If, if I, I, I mean, do you even need a house? Like, do you, okay. Other than just sleeping there, because you guys do a lot. Yeah, we are. Um, we are going, going, going. And I think that's just because my kids are going, going, going all the time. <laughs> Hi friends. Are you wanting to homeschool, but you just don't even know where to start? If so, I have got some exciting news to share with you. Did you know that I have a free workshop that will help you get started with homeschooling? Plus, I'll give you valuable tips and insights to help guide you along the way. I invite you to visit Hooked on Homeschool, where I'll teach you how to create an amazing homeschool experience right now. Take this first step towards the incredible journey of homeschooling by visiting hookedonhomeschool.com. You wanted to make sure that your husband knows you are socializing your children. Okay, so tell us a little bit about how your socialization is going, because I know you do a lot, but you wanted to maybe scale back a little bit. So kind of explain what you do or and and also how you started, like, because you were doing a lot and then you decided maybe that wasn't, you don't want to do as much scaling it. Yeah. Now we're kind of backtracking. Yeah. So we are doing a lot and I realized that this year, and this is Sometimes you want to say yes to all the things. And what I've talked to most of the community that I'm with, some of the moms that I'm with is that they signed up for everything when they first started homeschooling because they didn't want their kids to miss out. And with COVID happening, I didn't, my oldest one missed out on so much. He had his regular kindergarten year and I was able to participate. But then after that, it really just went his first grade year. Most of his first grade was normal. But then his last half of the year, that's when COVID hit. And he didn't really have anything normal. No field trips, no no parents allowed on campus, nothing of that nature. And it really not only bothered me, but it really, he didn't have all of these experiences that I remember having when I was in elementary school. So I really just was like, when I decided, when we, when we decided to homeschool, I was like, I want to do all the things because I don't want them to miss out on anything. And that was one thing that, that was like, uh, I'm going to do this. And I signed up for all the things. And then this year it's really hit how much we're doing. And I think I didn't realize it because my youngest now is in VPK and she's going to a local church program, but, and she goes three days a week only for a few hours. And the reason I did that was because I knew VPK was a very foundational and I didn't want her to miss out. I didn't want her to miss out on her little socialization with her group of (laughs) four-year-olds. And and VPK is good because then you can also spend more time with the older ones, right? Because sometimes the younger ones take up so much of your time, the older ones miss out. Yeah. Yes. So I was like, okay, well, I can really focus in and we can do those things that we want to do that only allow the older kids to do. Because I also found last year that I couldn't do cer- certain things because they didn't allow the, you know, under, you know, five go or participate. And so we really were able to do that this year, but I'm finding that 
We signed up for a couple of co-ops. We do all the field trips in those co-ops. And I am just realizing like, okay, well, we don't really have any days that we're home. (laughs) And we added in, what did we add in? We added in my middle one needed occupational therapy. We added in last year's speech, but now he needed occupational therapy, which is more just fine motor coordination aspects. And so when we added that in, then it's like, okay, now we're really not out of the house. Now we're out of the house all the time, every day. So just trying to find those things that they they don't feel like they're, you know, we're still doing schoolwork because my kids get up super early. Yes, they do. You got to put them to bed super late. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. And sometimes it doesn't work. Wait a minute. Let's describe super early because the someone super early might be 8 a.m. Super early early for you is? Super early is like 4.35, 5 a.m. Yes. 4.30 on a, on a good day. She did today, which was a miracle, it was 6 a.m., which was like out of the blue. I don't think I'll get that again for a while. So yeah, that's 4.30. So our day starts around 7 and, you know, because they're dressed, they're ready to go. And so we're doing a little bit of schoolwork even before we even leave the house to go to a field trip. Because usually you're thinking field trip like 9, you know, 10 o'clock. Field trips are later, yes. But so we're doing all that schoolwork beforehand. And so, but I, I just didn't want my kids to miss out. And now next year... I'll have three different grade levels. I'll have a middle schooler, a third grader, and a kindergartner. So I'm going to have all aspects. And I'm really now like, okay, kindergarten is, yes, it's more play-based, but I don't want her to miss out on things. But I also want to make sure that I'm hitting and getting my middle schooler to be out with kids his own age. So we'll tone it down but we won't tone it all the way down. (laughs) But you know what? As long as it works for you guys, right? As long as, I mean, I know it's stressful some days, but like, as long as you're enjoying it and your kids are having fun, if you're doing a field trip every day, then fine. But, but you don't have to feel like you have to do uh, the comparison game. You know, you see your friend who's homeschooling doing four field trips a week and you're barely getting one in a month. Like, like it's okay. Like bond with your kid at home. You could play a game. It's so funny. I actually played a game with Journey last night. Jesse was kind of helping, whatever. But we played that game Battleship. And I used to play that with Asher. And as I'm playing it with her, I'm just realizing like, oh my gosh, this game is so slow. Like time has changed. Like Battleship is so like boring now. I used to, we used to love it, right? Trying to find it. But I think with our fast paced lives and like with the phone and everything at our fingertips, like Battleship is so boring. And I'm like, ooh, I'm going to pack that one up and give it away. Because I, it, it, like, it was, we, we each sank two, two ships and then we were done. So whatever you have to do to bond with your child. But it was fun, me and Journey, you know, but I'm like, hurry up, Journey, you know, call one out, you know, and, and she's trying to learn how to do it and everything. But, but however, whether you play Battleship at home with your child or whether you go to the zoo, like it's all about connecting and, and making sure your child is, is enjoying their time and learning. And so- my kids are always on the go. Like they're always active beings. And that's how it's been since our oldest was born. He was the one that was getting up at 5 a.m. too. So they've always been on the move and early. Yeah, they've been just very, like I've been early bird for five, you know, 10 years now. 
it'll be 11 in May. So it's like, I've just been like, I've just kind of moved. I've changed my, my side. My husband's the sleeper and they're staying up late. And I'm the one that goes to bed early because I'm the one that gets up early. So, and I've just changed how I do things. And I feel for myself, if I get a good night's sleep, that getting up early is fine for me. So let me ask you from, so from having a, a school teacher mindset for 10 years, and now you're homeschooling your kids, do you sometimes struggle with feeling like they're not doing enough? And how do you battle that? Yes, I struggle with that even as a teacher, because and how do I battle that? I try and think about that this is not public school. They don't have the distractions that the kids have at school, because I remember most of my time was battling the distractions, the behaviors, all the, you know, somebody ringing into my classroom and, oh, I got to send this email out or all of the different extras is like, I like to call it, that they're dealing with in school. They don't have that. So them taking a five minute break to do something is probably what's better. Yeah. So I think um, all parents, like we always feel like we don't do enough. I have journey going to a hybrid school. And so even though they, they do a lot of play, they don't per se like teach them how to read. They don't teach them how to do their math, but they like do things in play and have them do things. Right. So I leave a lot of that to them. And then when she comes home, there's these extra things that you can do to help them, right? But I don't feel like I have to do all the extra things. They probably give you like a list of 15 extra things that go along with that. But if we get two or three, four done, like I'm good. Like I don't, I want to connect with my kids, right? And I and and feel like you're having fun with them and not do too much schoolwork so, so young. And I I don't think it matters. Like we're feeding them all this I don't think it makes them like smarter. I don't think you're getting them a head start. And it's not my my thinking. I mean, that's a lot of research out there, right? A lot of the research has shown that they don't need to learn how to read in kindergarten. Those children do not outperform other children as they get older. So, and especially like you buy toys and it's always like, oh, this toy works on this, this and that. I'm like, I don't need, I just want them to play and enjoy and have fun, have a great childhood learn and grow so they can, you know, be a good human and contribute to society, you know, and, and then when they're older, they'll find a spouse, get a job and do whatever. Exactly. And that's like what we're trying to instill in them is if you want, you can go to college. You don't have to necessarily go to college. We would like for you to either do a college or trade school, because we're also realizing that a lot of people are getting older in a trade school, mechanic, whatever, it's it's a great place and they're leaving and nobody's going to take their place. And they're, and, you know, who's going to be the one that fixes a jet ski, fixes a jet ski or. Yeah, we had issues with that. We couldn't get someone. Or outside in the electricals, outside on the electricals and the wires and the plumbing. And who are the, who are those that are going to be taking over? So if you want to go to a trade school, that's fine. We'll pay for it. But we also want you to do what you love. We don't want you to feel stuck. And that's kind of like what we're instilling in them and giving them that freedom to be able to find. They're not stuck. And, and I was even talking to another another parent of mine. She was like, yeah, they're not stuck in a prison cell. And I was like, and that's how I feel like leaving that. I, I And I left all of my stuff at that school that I left when I walked out of teaching because I didn't want an excuse to go back. I didn't want to be like, well, I have everything stored in this, you know, in my storage container. 
I'll just go back and be a teacher. No, that kind of pushed me and was like, okay, now you have to figure something out and do something to provide for the family and help out. But it's, you know, you're what matters most is what's going on in the four walls that are around us that are who, who are we bringing up into this world? And that's what our main concern is. And, and some really cool things that you also do because a parent might say, well, how do you just quit work? You know, you have that income. Well, you also do tutoring, right? You do a tutoring a couple days a week. So, so that helps supplement. And then you also do some really cool, fun Instagram reels and, and you help other homeschool moms because you're a creative person. So, so being a homeschool mom, people think that we are like all in up in our kids all day long, you know, but we we're not just like right now I'm with you, you know, doing this podcast. My kids are actually in the house somewhere, hopefully not going to bother me, but you know, they're here, but we need our freedom too. And, and the good thing with that is your kids see you still working. They see, see you still doing what you love, using your skills that you have used for you know a long time. And then doing your, not Facebook, but your Instagram reels at Simply Freedom Mama. I'll actually have a link for that, that uh, you get to be creative and you get to like have fun. I love your reels. They are really cool. And you get like a lot of views. So it must be pretty fun doing that, right? Absolutely. It's, it's such, it's, it's so fun creating. And when I found being able to kind of like take my skills, you know, somebody who not only taught, but is now homeschooling and then how to pull your kids out of homeschooling is another thing, you know, you're not really like given a guideline of how to, how do I pull my, I want to homeschool, but I don't know how to pull them out. So that's what I'm really just trying to share is things that you can do and make it fun that it's not boring to like, okay, we're going to sit down and do, you know, an hour of reading and, and you're stuck doing that. You know, I try also to make sure that my kids have that choice too. Like, here's a- and, and your reels are, are, are real. There, sometimes you'll look at homeschool videos and there is like this gorgeous mom with her hair all done and she's got five beautifully dressed children and she's like cooking and having the homeschool table out. It like, that's not real life. And, and I mean, I see so many of those and I'm like, you have got to be kidding. Like yours are fun. You come right at you. I mean, you're still beautiful. Your hair's all done, but like yours are like, like you have fun with it. It's not like I'm, you're not showing perfection. And I think in homeschooling, there's no such thing as perfection. Do not compare yourself to other people. Just be yourself, do your thing. Because when your kids are older and you look back, all you're going to know is how you, how your children created their childhood, what that looked like to them, right? It's all about having a happy childhood. So hopefully they can take that onto them as they grow older. Jennifer, I am so glad that you were able to be on my podcast and share your journey. It was so refreshing to hear your story and what you went through and now what you're doing. I'm sure you wished you started homeschooling earlier And I'm so glad you're doing all the things to help children with your tutoring and then also help other moms homeschool and realize it's so easy. We can do this. We're in it together and it's a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. You are very welcome. Thank you. Hi, friend. Before you go, I want to thank you for listening. And if you found this podcast helpful, I would truly be grateful if you could just take a moment and leave me a five-star review. 
Your review will help me improve and reach more listeners who could benefit from homeschooling. Until next time, keep exploring and discovering new ways to make your homeschooling a fun and enjoyable experience. Happy homeschooling!